we actually get really angry at people asking questions nowadays. There's a lot of things about like cancelling culture or politically correct or this and that. But how are you going to educate a 15 or 11 year old kid about his own rights and what's happening and this is right and this is wrong if he doesn't ask questions? Hello and welcome to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. It's too complicated to measure our impact. We don't have the resources. Nobody cares. We can't afford it. Yes, you can and yes, you must. And in the Make an Impact podcast, Heidi Fisher explores how organisations put impact at the heart of what they do and how you can too. Sandy Abdulrahman is the co-founder of Scaped, a platform which encourages young people to engage with their human rights and with social and political matters through the creative arts. She describes why art is such an effective engagement tool and why it's vital to ensure our young people are taught to question everything. Hi Sandy, I'm so pleased that you've been able to join me today. Could you tell me a little bit about what you are doing and a bit about Scaped, your organisation? Hi Heidi, thank you so much for having me today. Um, So I'm Sandy Abdurrahman and I'm the co-founder of Scaped. And Scaped is a platform that encourages young people to engage with human rights through the creative arts. So that um, sounds like a, a huge undertaking in terms of trying to engage with the human rights through through arts. How does that actually work in practice? So we run workshops, uh, programs, talks and also art projects. So what we do is we take specific um, aspect of um, violations that happens and then we talk about how it affects our human rights. So we do uh, stuff on gender equality, we do discrimination and refugees. We're at the moment actually going to just about to deliver stuff on environment. And we run stuff, what is, what is our rights? It's the basic understanding of what is our human rights. A lot of us grew up without knowing any of our rights. I mean, a university creation has 30 rights. If you ask anyone, can you name one, the mind will go blank. And it's because we were taking it for advantage in our everyday life. So what we do as our young people is that we be like, so this is your rights that you have. And this is how you should respect it and this is how the state respects it. But we don't do it in a way of like how lawyers do it or how like the education system do it where you're like, oh my God, what are we doing? We do it in a fun way where they end up drawing gingerbread man, right? What is it for them to be a human? They're usually right, like having a phone and having a money, which is like everyone's dream. But if we get them to have to talk about it and they end up discovering that, yeah, I have a right. It sounds um, very creative in terms of how you've come up with the idea. Is that something that you're interested in? How did you become so interested in arts and creativity along the way? So my own background is in the creative. So I graduated, did my undergrads in um, media, uh, which I kind of did a different aspects of like video production to like, different writing to different things so and afterward I worked for, uh, for a while as a freelance filmmaker so having a creativity and doing drama as well was always there um I was an activist since I was 19 so I joined a lot of protests um you know signed a lot of petition just really cared about what's happening socially and politically and this has been because of my own background being born in Egypt and moved to the UK at 12 and there's a lot of human rights violation on our everyday life in Egypt you know still until today sadly but moving to the UK we didn't know any of our rights we were taking it so much for granted I remember whenever I got to protest talking to my friends and they were like oh no I don't really care it's like how could I get people to care so I had the idea of skate and then my co-founder Ty Tyna 
he's originally from Brazil. We were both at the same boat where we both like come from such a oppressed background. And we're like, oh my God, how can we do this? Um, so we work together and actually like young people need to know about the riot. Young people need to be educated. But what's more important and that it's not being in school at the moment is that young people need to ask questions. We actually get really angry at people asking questions nowadays. There's a lot of things about like cancelling culture, or politically correct or this and that. But how are you going to educate a 15 or 11 year old kid about his own rights and what's happening and this is right and this is wrong if he doesn't ask questions so this is where we thought that it would be the best way to do it and art is the easiest way to do it because art is accessible it doesn't matter where you're from if you have a bit of creativity it's easier way to access it and it's easy way to just let your thought down on paper so it's through drama or acting or writing so we thought we combine both our bathroom together and skateboard's born <laughs> it sounds uh, like a perfect world where all of your things that you're that. really excited about have come together in into one perfect organization so I I know from um, talking to you anyway that you're in the process of, of registering as a charity so you're you're at the early stages of, of setting your organization up although you've been running your your workshops shops your workshops for um a while now um how have you found the the process of, of setting up your charity as you mentioned Heidi it took us a while um so when we started it it was literally because we cared so it was volunteer we didn't really think of like we're gonna make it as a charity we just really had this idea that we need to educate young people and then from from a while like school start obviously asking us have you got this have you got that have you like you got all your paper stuff and ready. So we, we kind of started making it ready. But we were always not sure if we were going to register it as a charity or a social enterprise. Um, so we were like on the fence between both. Like obviously each side has their own advantage and their own disadvantage. And we finally was like, okay, let's, I remember I was having that talk with you, Heidi. It was like, okay, so how, what's, what's actually escape doing? I my mean, budgeting and all this and where we're coming from and what we actually want to do. Um, and then we finally decided to just as a charity. So we'll hopefully <laughs> we'll hear from them very soon. But we are glad that we took our time to register because through um, the years, we have seen a lot of people who signed up as a, or registered as a CIC, now to change into a CIO. And that is even much more difficult and take more time. So we feel like we're grateful that we took our time to develop Skate, to develop ourselves as people. Like I'm, I'm in here in the UK, my co-founders in, in the US. So we're looking at how we can merge our both what we do together and then between here and the US, which is going to be stronger. Um, so yeah, we're taking it slow, but also it's a very grassroots, it's very like um, women-led. led So we feel so excited about our next step. Talking of next steps, what, what have you got planned? So uh, obviously because of COVID-19, sadly, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of stuff gone offline. Um, so what we are doing at the moment, we are developing our programs um, further uh, and that's to be able to give young people the opportunity to uh, develop their skills, develop their learning, develop their understanding, develop also their creativity. Uh, it's, it's difficult when you do that within like a day workshop or do it over a program of four weeks. So that's what we're doing. Um, and then after what we're going to be running that, but we also are going to deliver some talks on um, gender equality on cancelling culture um, so we're now like everything goes online like I mentioned it's so much easier to access it 
uh, which we think is for us as an advantage because human rights is very universal. So you'll be able to access it anywhere. And having a conversation with people like in the UK, you can have someone from Mumbai, which is like how we're sharing our lived experience and our own learning of human rights. It's so important. So that's also in, in the background for us to do, hopefully, in August. So you're going to become global by the sounds of it. Well, I feel like now everyone can become global. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's the, the the latest trend is, oh, I've got an online course. I'm, I'm a global organisation. <laughs> yeah, but um, obviously in terms of um, human rights, uh, a lot of the human rights violations that obviously happen in each country slightly differently. So um, I can see the the usefulness of what you're you're sharing and and teaching to young people being beneficial um to every country around the world so when when will scaped have an office in each country around the world oh that be that be a dream what we actually want is to create a scaped army where we don't we all work together to, to achieve the, the idea of utopian human rights where we don't actually have to protect our human rights anymore because it's already been protected by everyone um, at the moment, because obviously we're still working, I'm still working from home, so it's just having that first office in the UK and um, time in the US, and then we'll be able to work with people. So what we want to do is that um, the young people who will go through our programs, they can take leave, because that's the most important part, is like, we're giving them opportunities, uh, rather than looking, because they're not the only issues, they know what they need in our community, like, I, I wouldn't know what I that a kid in South London needs because I don't live in South London I live in East London I know what East London needs so it's like giving that an opportunity similar thing when we go hopefully globally we want people who have been through these issues who knows how to fix it and welcome with us mm. so hope, I don't know maybe 2030 is that being pessimistic I don't know <laughs> Uh, that gives you 10 years it's not, not a bad and uh, not a bad 10 year goal <laughs> yeah. um I just want to pick up on something that you you said a little bit earlier which is about um getting um young people to care now um that that was one of the the reasons and motivations behind setting up scaped for you how do you get young people to care if, if you share something with them does do they do you, what do you see in terms of changes in their behaviours as a, as a consequence of what you shared with them that makes them care more? So I find that a lot of young people that we worked with do, do care, do you know more about what we think do you know. Um, well, they don't obviously have to care about everything, but do you care about like stuff that happens in the doorstep? Mm-hmm. I think that's important. It's like having that conversation with them about what they care about. Not what I care about, what they care about. Or one other thing that we always do is we share our lived experience. So share why we care about this. Because there's a lot of misconception about how charities live in their own little bubble of faith and they don't understand anything. But we're not. We're like, I grew up in East London, you know. I understand the struggle. I was a migrant kid myself. So I understand similar struggle that they go through. So when we share up, we show up that vulnerability. A lot of the young people open up to their own vulnerability and what they care about. And they'll start thinking, like, what we always love is that even when they have a break, we, they come around, we, we look at them, we look at what they're doing in the break. And even when they have that break, they're sitting down and they're just be like, yeah, I have that right. Yeah, I have that right. And it's like that fact that <laughs> you're actually getting them to think about it. It doesn't have, not everyone is going to leave there 
being like, I'm going to be a revolution, I'm going to make a progress, which is fine. I think if they left the room, just thinking of one right that they had or uh, think about something that one person said, that's for us is one of the main things that we're doing is that thinking of that. And we haven't been to any workshops, we haven't actually delivered any workshops that in at least two or three young people open up about something that they happened to them. And then we have that discussion. Mm. It's always bringing up to your own personal experience and vulnerability. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure um, your workshops are fascinating. I'd, I'd love, love to sort of sit in on one, but then I've, I suspect having people sitting on them would kind of destroy the, the benefits of them. Involved. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd have to participate <laughs> and get my hands a bit dirty with art stuff. And like, I'm not sure that I'm, I can kind of do that stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um with that in mind um obviously you, you focus on young people it, it, are, are you planning ever to to do stuff with with slightly older people like people my age <laughs> <laughs> we're well at the moment we keep saying young people our age is 11 to 30 which is obviously a massive okay. I'm, I'm still way over that <laughs> <laughs> at the moment we're just focusing on that we haven't yeah. have any ideas of developing it further mm. Uh, well, we'd like to definitely to do something specifically on intergenerational. I think that would be really cross-generational as well. I mean, that would be really great because we feel like there's a lot of... Uh, there's no connection between a lot of generations. There's a lot of anger toward each generation from each other. Uh, so I think that's something that we would like to do, which is like, how can we do the cross-generation thing? Um, so that would be something that we might look into. But at the moment, there's not there's no any plans, actually. No, that's fine. It, it's more for selfish reasons that I asked about that because I'm like, I'm, the the more I'm hearing about this, the more I'm kind of intrigued and interested and and curious. So I was like, I I really need to get involved. <laughs> what I wanted to ask you about was um, all the 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 things that have been going on around Black Lives Matter. How um, do you see that impacting on on the work that you do and what Scaped is doing? Is that going to feature more prominently or is it just something that, that you're going to um, incorporate in some form into what you're doing or are you you're just going to carry on as before? That's actually a really interesting question because we had a talk about it in the team. Um, we do already workshops on like refugee and discrimination. So we talk about discrimination in terms of race and gender, sex. Um, so we definitely touch on that. However, we don't believe as an organization, uh, we are the best one to deliver it. As mentioned, we have like friends of our, like co-friends of our organizations that we, we would rather them run it because they first they have the different the resources. They're very much um, a black owner led, which is like our, the main thing that we need to focus on as well. So we always give them resources that we find from other organizations. Like if you need specific workshops, go to this organization. I think that's mainly an important thing with us. Um, similar thing when it happens to stuff about like working class or about LGBT, uh, we don't run that, we mention it, we'll be like, this is important, this is what we need to talk about, but if you want some specifically stuff on trans right or uh, uh, non-binary rights, please go to this organization because they'll be doing amazing work mm-hmm. and they need to be given the opportunities to go in and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, yeah, because I, I, I think the, the work you're doing with um, the, the humans, human rights stuff is is really 
fundamental. It underpins everything for me. Uh, in terms of um, the the activism and campaigning stuff that you do, um, what is that something that you see Scape taking on a role of, of doing as well and and campaigning for for change? Definitely. I mean, uh, we have campaigned previously as well on. Um, refugees right specifically um around refugee week um and that was like again a creative campaign where we got people to actually create their own paper votes take a photo of it like if she's right and it's kind of like a more social media campaign um but we are working on actually looking at specific uh campaigns that escaped can actually take lead on yeah, so that's that's on, on the bag. But like I said, it's like <laughs> it's a lot of stuff happening. So trying yeah. to take it like step by step. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, my I campaign a lot on like and against um, female genital mutilation, and it's something that like is very close to my heart and my family. So it's like I always campaign on that, and like especially like honor killing. A lot of stuff that does was human right, uh, women's right, and um, violence against women's rights. There's some very serious issues there um does it does it ever make you you feel like you're you're fighting like a a a battle that that's never going to end when you're working on such big issues it does um I think it can be like especially in activism can be such a lonely road because we we want at the moment everyone wants to live in a utopian world where everything is perfect but that's never going to happen I think we need to make mistakes to learn where we're going wrong um, but what makes it easier is that you, you surround yourself with like friends who are either activists or who understand your struggle or who are literally going to be like, you know what, turn your Twitter off, turn your social media off, watch Netflix and have ice cream. That's the best thing. So <laughs> I think have that. <laughs> mm, yeah. Or, or like me, I, I get a book out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. Um, if if you were looking back over the the journey since you, you came up with the idea for Escaped, what what would you say has been the the hardest part of that journey? I think to be honest, the the hardest part is opportunities. Um, there is still a lot of thing to do with sexism, especially if you're uh, if you're a co-founder of an organisation coming, but for us who are from working class backgrounds, there's still the aspect of Mm, how long is that gonna last? Um, and sadly, I applied for funding that they literally applied back saying like, "We're not sure this is gonna last." Uh, and I think that's that's the hardest part is that like, mm. oh my god, other people not believing in you kind of reflect back on you not believing in yourself. Mm. Um, we did art by young people that was like, no galleries wanted to do it there because they were like, oh, this is it's gonna make people feel uncomfortable. But I was like, oh, that's what the young people like literally feel. So it was kind of like fighting the battle, not just for us, but for the young people that we work with. So um, one of the things you haven't mentioned yet is is ageism. Is that something that you've experienced as a, a, a young founder of a, an organisation that, that that people think because you're young that you, you're not as, as capable? It's, it's so weird because I feel like... Um, most of the stuff that we've been surrounded with or been applying for has always have been for young founders or young social entrepreneurs. So I didn't feel like I have experienced that completely. Um, 
but there there is a bit of an aspect of like I'm, I mean I'm really sorry I'm gonna be sorry next month so I don't feel like I'm a young young person <laughs> but there isn't uh, I don't look like my age there's a little bit of an aspect to be like whoa like he started this oh my god um there's also a lot of stuff on uh, society that expects that like they kind of like say that it's not a real job especially when it comes to human rights it should be volunteering charities are not a real job like go and work for another charities you know um and I think it's a bit of a bit of like I like I like to take a challenge like on all my life I like to kind of like hmm you're challenging me there okay let's see how can I do it <laughs> so, yeah yeah, well, I think I think you've picked a good challenge with working around human rights uh, violations and um, enabling people to understand their human rights because that's a huge, huge area of work. Um, so I'd, I definitely think you, you've got a, a few years left to, in this area of, of activity, <laughs> definitely. Okay, um, where can people find out more about what you're doing? Have you got a website, social media links that yeah. you'd like to share? On our website is called www.scape, so it's S-K-A-P-E-D dot org. Um, our Twitter uh, and Instagram is Descape with a D-H-E before Scape, because Scape was taken. So, yeah, that's our social media, and they can find more about what we do and support us. Yeah, definitely. Um it's been really fantastic talking to you today, Sandy. I'm so excited for the future of Scaped. It, it sounds like you're, you've got loads of ideas, loads of plans, and it, it's, it's going to be completely amazing. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Heidi. I really appreciate it for inviting me to talk about our journey. And yeah, thank you again. You've been listening to the Make an Impact podcast with me, Heidi Fisher. Before you go, a quick announcement. Heidi's second book, Impact First, The Social Entrepreneur's Guide to Measuring, Managing and Growing Your Impact will be published soon. And you can pre-order a limited edition hardback version of the book through Heidi's website. The book gives you the know-how to measure, manage and communicate your impact so that you can grow your social enterprise. Go to makeanimpactcic.co.uk forward slash my dash book dash impact dash first to find details if you've enjoyed the podcast why not leave a review or rating and if you'd like to be on the show then please get in touch via my website makeanimpactcic.co.uk thank you for listening